0: You're listening to Monster of the Week with Timothy from ProDM, and this week we have kind of a complicated monster. There's a lot of actions, and legendary actions, and lair actions, so I'm really just hoping that this episode goes off without a lich. Or a... Well, a a demi-lich, because this episode is about the demi-lich. You can find the Demi Lich on page 48 of the 5th edition monster manual. It's a really interesting monster. The, basically, the concept is that it is sort of what happens to a lich after it stops feeding souls to its reliquary. So it's kind of tied to another monster, but in a lot of versions, it's also kind of portrayed as a almost an evolved or a more powerful monster version of the Lich. really just kind of depends on the lore of that individual edition. In 5e, it's implied that like a lot of Liches don't seek to become Demi-Liches because it means an end to their existence. They're basically inert until they're activated. But they have this long uh, sidebar about Aserorak, the classic villain from Tomb of Horrors, and about how he managed to find a way to be a Demi-Lich and sort of travel between the different planes of existence, leaving his sort of skull here on the prime material. And that is what they appear as, sort of floating skulls often with gemstones for eyes or teeth, and sometimes kind of surrounded by a swirling cloud of bone dust, implied to be the remnants of their previous skeleton. Mechanically, the Demi-Lich is a CR-18 Tiny Undead. It's a legendary monster. Um, It's got high armor class, surprisingly low HP for its, its CR, only 80 HP, It's got a 30-foot fly speed. It's got really, really good stats. Apart from its one strength and its great stats almost across the board, it's got good saves. It's it's got resistance to damage from magic weapons and immunity to damage from ordinary weapons. A bunch of condition immunities like charmed, exhaustion, frightened, the normal kind of undead stuff. It's got an avoidance power that works kind of like evasion, except that it works for all saving throws. Legendary resistance three times per day. It's immune to being turned. It has two actions, it's got Howl on a recharge 5-6, to which is basically like the Banshee's Howl, but it can recharge it, dropping you to 0 hit points on a failed con save. And then it's got a Life Drain that's kind of like a White's Life Drain, but it can target up to 3 people, uh, very high DC con save, or you take 66 Necrotic and the Demi Lich regains hit points equal to the amount of damage dealt to all targets, so it's a lot of hit points to gain back, which I think balances out the low HP. It's also got four legendary actions, one of which is just flight, but it can also summon a cloud of dust, and it can drain... Uh, your maximum hit points, and it can cast a vile curse on you for three actions. What's more, the Demi-Lich also has lair actions. Um, It's got one that makes an earthquake, it's got one that makes an anti-magic field, and it's got one that prevents you from regaining hit points. Even more interestingly, it's got lair traits, which I think this is the first monster I've seen this on. I didn't even know this existed until I was reading the monster stat block. Basically, the concept is that these are sort of passive effects that are true of the lair, and it includes dealing a set amount of necrotic damage when you first enter, enter, uh, monsters inside the lair having advantage on the saving throws against being charmed or frightened, and also a, uh, a ward that prevents anyone from teleporting into the lair. There's also a lengthy side block about a Sararac that includes another power called Trap Soul, which allows the demi to imprison a soul inside one of its gems, either its eye sockets or potentially its teeth. Yeah, so as I said, it's a complicated monster, there's a lot to unpack here, so we're going to dive right in and talk about the Demi-Lich's history in Dungeons & Dragons In first edition, the Demulich appears in the Monster Manual 2, and I gotta say, this is a bonkers entry. In addition to, like, a paragraph about a bunch of first edition nonsense called energy factors that didn't make any sense to me, it literally breaks down... Round by round, exactly how the Demi Lich fights in a way I've never seen another monster stat block. Honestly, reading it, it really made me feel like this is one of those monsters that Gygax wanted to seem cool and powerful. Like, it's like extremely punishing. And I'm all for difficult monsters. It makes sense the Demi Lich would be powerful, but there's something kind of sadistic about the way that the entry is written you can sort of tell that it's it's a Gygax kind of taking it out on his players a little bit. It has some stupid, powerful nonsense in here. The Soul Drain Power literally says, quote, No saving throw is possible, the attack is irresistible. Which is just not the kind of thing that we would see in 5th edition anymore. The curse also lists some banana stuff. You can be cursed with, like, quote, always to be hit by any opponent attacking, never to make a saving throw, always to lose all treasure without gaining any experience from it. Like, imagine those mechanics in 5e, a curse where you are always hit by every attack. Just stupid, right? Very dumb, unfun nonsense. They also have this hard-on throughout the entire history of the game about how Demi doesn't mean weaker every single edition i think with the exception of fifth edition brings this up which i think maybe is an indication that you should i don't know rename the monster if you have to constantly clarify what it means like, I thought a Demi-Lich was also less powerful than a Lich, but no, apparently it just refers to how much of their body is left. It just kind of seems like a bad name, and maybe we should get rid of it. Second edition keeps most of the fir- first edition's nonsense, though they do add a spell attack for Soul Trap, so it's a little bit less punishing. Um, It's also listed under the Lich as a subtype, something that we'll see at least once more as we go through the history of the monster. In 3rd edition, they appear in the Drumroll Please Epic Level Handbook, a book that I have opinions about. They are represented as CR 29. There are saves in this stat block that have DC 50. This is the kind of 3rd edition nonsense that we're talking about. As such, of course, it has some crazy abilities. It's got, like, immunity to magic. Just, there you go. It's got the ability to transfer its, its reliquary, which I think is kind of interesting, right? If if an object spends enough time near the reliquary, then the Demi-Lich can, like, transfer its power from one to the other. It might destroy the reliquary, but it turns out that, you know, <laughs> the paperweight that was next to it has now absorbed much of the Lich's power and can also be used as a reliquary. So that's kind of cool. It's got permanent paralysis to anyone who touches the skull, So, you know, pretty gnarly. It's also 3E, so they included a template on how to make your character into a Demi-Lich, because, I don't know, 3rd edition. And then in 4th edition, I almost didn't find them, but they are snuck into the Lich entry in Open Grave, the undead supplement we have referenced before. Here they are presented as a level 20 controller, and they have 800 hit points, which shows you the sort of difference in the hit point math between fifth edition, and fourth. They had a power called Drain Soul, which had that kind of fourth edition successive mechanic where with one failure, you're dazed, and then second failure, you're stunned, and then third failure, you're dead. Uh, They could also consume one of their souls in combat uh, and get 200 hit points back, which is pretty cool. They also had powers tied specifically to their eyes. There's like an obsidian eye power, which is kind of cool, and maybe something that will steal later on because we've got to steal stuff from fourth edition like that's just my brand at this point point. and that brings us to 5e i actually kind of think 5e does the best job of consolidating all these various ideas i think 3e i think like first e is too punishing 3e has too many abilities 4e is like almost not cool enough i think the lich in 5e does a pretty nice job of wrapping that all up and that's kind of what we're going to talk about next we talk about things we like about 5e's Demi-Lich. much shit as I gave 1st edition for being too punishing. That's actually my favorite thing about 5Es, Demi Lich, is that this is a mean-ass monster. Like, this is not something to be trifled with. Let's go through some of this stuff, first of all. It's got immunity to damage from non-magical weapons, which is fine. You would assume at this point, at 18th level, the PCs have got stuff they can hit it with, but it's also got just resistance to damage from magic weapons so it just has resistance to your attacks more or less automatically it can't be charmed or frightened or petrified or poisoned or anything like that it's got true sight it's got avoidance so like it just always takes half damage pretty much from all things Um, sometimes it might take no damage from a successful save it's got turned immunity legendary resistance we'll talk about howl in a little bit but that's very very nasty uh, life Drain, as its basic attack, can target three people with a DC 19 con save. 66 damage, so it basically hits you with, like, not quite a fireball to three people every round. And then it regains hit points equal to the damage dealt to all targets. So if it hits three people and deals 21 damage to each one of them, it regains 63 hit points. Like, that's, as an action, dealing 61 da- 63 damage and gaining 63 hit points? That's great. Not to mention, it's legendary actions or it's lair actions, and the fact that it's a lich, so it's, you know, basically immortal. It's great. This is a great, scary monster, and I love that they're just kind of taking the gloves off for this one. It's one of the few CR-18 monsters that really feels like a CR-18 monster. Specifically, though, my second thing is how much I love the Howl power. So it's the Banshee power, which is already cool and scary, but it's on a recharge 5-6 which makes it so much nastier. The Banshee can only do their wail once per day. The Demi Lich can be recharging this all the time. It's not a very high constitution saving throw, but it's really, really good for action economy. At 18th level, it's less good because you have to assume that there are going to be characters like Clerics who can do, you know, mass healing and things like that. But still, the idea of dropping multiple characters all the way to zero, it's a great way to fight the kind of barbarian problem of having resistances or... Of being so high level that you've got two hundred some hit points. Well, now you've got zero hit points. Really, really good design. Nice and scary. Cool to see that back again. And I like that it's a howl thematically, right? There's something about these screaming powers that drop you to zero hit points. It's it's a nice little like thematic reference to the banshee. And lastly, I really like the lair traits. It's a really interesting idea. Um, I don't think that they're especially interesting here, but the notion of suggesting these are some things that are generally true about a monster's lair, I think, is a cool thing, and I wish something they did more. The three of them here: you take three d10 necrotic damage when you enter the uh, the tomb, which is okay. Monsters in the tomb have advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened, which is also okay. And the tomb is warded against all magical travels, so teleportation spells, that kind of a thing, which is also again okay. They're not particularly fun. But it's an interesting idea, and it's not something I've seen before. So I would love to see more monsters kind of utilize that. Great, and those are the three things we like about the demi I think it's actually a pretty cool monster. But next up, we're going to talk about things that don't work so well about the Demi-Lich, and then we will get into improvements right after that. <laughs> So my first uh, complaint is kind of a lore quibble. It's sort of unclear to me, especially reading across the various editions, whether it is preferable or not to be a Demi-Lich. Like, there's an implication here that, say, few Liches seek to become Demi-Liches, for it means an end to the existence they hope to preserve by becoming undead. However, time can erode a Lich's reason and memory, causing it to retreat into its ancient tomb and forget to feed on souls. So, like... It's here presented as this idea that the Lich might accidentally become one instead of seeking out becoming one. And then there's a big sidebar all about Sararac and how he actually wanted to become one. I, I just think conceptually, if it is a more powerful version of a Lich, I don't quite understand the concept of why they wouldn't want to become one. I mean, I guess they lose their spells and most of their personality, but they still have 20 intelligence, so it doesn't seem like they're dumb by any stretch. I'm just not quite sure the like life cycle kind of ecology is not very clear to me on the Demulich. I would maybe want that refined a little bit, whether it's something to be sought after or whether it's something not to be sought after. Now again, as I said before, my second one I've already alluded to, it's that the lair traits are a cool idea, but they don't really live up to the the promise of what this could be, they seem very kind of one note or simplistic. You know, teleporting isn't necessarily going to come up all the time. A high-level party might try to teleport into the Lair of the Lich, and so that's kind of more of an excuse as to, like, why you can't do that. In fact, the whole concept of the Lair traits might be a reference in Tomb of Horrors, but I feel like there's not as much interesting going on there. I guess it's also them kind of trying to do regional effects without having it actually affect an entire region, because the Demi-Lich is so, like, is so strongly associated with Tomb of Horrors. They're kind of almost saying these are like dungeon traits, but they're not very good dungeon traits. Like, you take 3d10 necrotic damage the first time you enter, like, that's kind of boring. Like, you could do something a little more interesting that evokes that idea of just like the, the pure necrosis of this place. So it's a cool notion, but I I don't think they really, like, excite me very much when I read them. And my last complaint is that, as far as legendary actions go, I think Vile Curse is a little bit meh. It costs three actions. It targets one creature that it can see within 30 feet of it. They make a pretty low wisdom saving throw. And on a failure, they're cursed. But while cursed, they just have disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. So it's it's okay, but like at 18th level and costing three legendary actions, eh, I'm never gonna use that. I'm much more likely to use Energy Drain and Cloud of Dust than I am to waste them all on Vile Curse. Again, low DC, not very powerful. Uh, get out of here with that. You can come up. With, you could come up with something cooler. Great. So then let's talk about improvements to the Demi Lich. How could we make this monster even more effective? My first thing is about the. Sidebar: I don't care as much about rack. we've talked about this in the past, but the trap soul power is really cool and to me very definitional to the Demi Lich, right? Like why have those cool gem eyes if you can't trap souls on them? So I would move that over to the main stat block. I don't know whether that becomes an action or a legendary action or whatever, but I would move that over and make that a core part of the Demi Lich because I feel like otherwise, what are we doing here? Why have all that cool stuff? Secondly, I think we talked about this already. This is now the third time we brought this up, but I would improve the layer traits. Um, just off the top of my head, looking at them, I would say, you could kind of keep the theme of each one, but just make them a little bit more powerful. So change it from 3d10 necrotic damage when you first enter, but to like 3d10 necrotic damage every time you take a long rest, right? So it's like every the longer you stay there, the more it penalizes you. You could do a thing with the monsters where r- rather than giving them turn immunity, you could have a thing where they are also affected by the reliquary. So all the monsters there can like respawn, maybe if they're below a certain CR, Right. So you can't really even get a good rest because you're constantly being harassed by skeletons or wights or whatever. And then, you know, I was thinking about the mummy lord. And I I wonder if you could do something interesting with the third one. Maybe it's warded against teleportation, but maybe it's it does something where it kind of messes with arcane magic. You know, any spell that you use the Demi Lich can choose new targets for or something, right? It is a master of magic in its own lair. And then the last thing is more of like an aesthetic thing. Maybe this would be a way you could handle the legendary actions, but I really liked in 4th edition the Obsidian Eye power. Something about the name of that made it feel interesting to me, and I like the idea of, of using different powers based on the gems or based on the souls. Maybe you kind of like combine those two things, make trap soul an action, and then the Lich's legendary actions is that it can... Exert power from those souls to do different things, right? So Obsidian Eye or, you know, Amethyst Eye or whatever based on what kind of souls they have or how many souls they have. They can either regain hit points or curse people or drain energy or do whatever, but make it contingent on the number of souls that the Demulich has. Maybe it it has a number of legendary actions equal to the number of souls that it's contained and it can, each time it uses a legendary action, it burns one of those souls. So that's kind of interesting, right? It'd be a different way that their legendary actions would work rather than having a set number every round you'd have to do a little bit more bookkeeping but it could be kind of interesting and make them a little bit more thematic and unique great and that is our episode on the Demi Lich thank you so much for listening next week we will be back with another the final demon episode as we tackle the three heavy hitters uh, from the abyss that's the Merolith the Garistro, and the Baylor that is coming up and then we are done with demons Uh, and we'll be on to greener pastures, and by that I mean devils. Uh, So thank you so much for listening. As always, you can catch us on YouTube Thursdays at 2 p.m. for a Monster Redesign stream where we will tackle the Demi Lich. It's going to be a big one. There's a lot to work on here. But until then, thank you so much for listening. I hope you weren't bored out of your skull, and happy adventuring. Monster of the Week is a ProDM production. You can follow us on Twitter at ProDM Timothy. If you like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Even $1 a month gets you access to the redesigned monsters that we discuss here on the show. You can find us at Patreon.com ProDM. You can catch those monster redesigned streams Thursdays at 2 p.m. PST on our YouTube channel. The music used in this episode was Rainbow Ride and Waves by Azure Flux, used under an attribution, non-commercial, share-alike Creative Commons license. Check out their work at azureflux.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening.